0: Hi,
1: welcome to another episode of Paul on Power, Power System Designs podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today we've got Mike Holt. He's the CEO of Gridcom. They're an intelligent uh, power systems solutions provider, to say it in a big space, because, well, when you talk about smart grid and all of that, that's a really huge space, isn't it, Mike? Welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, it certainly is a huge space. But when we talk about uh, smart grid, one of the first areas a- anybody wants to address is uh, the control of streetlights. And the reason for that is streetlights consume 30%, 40% of a city's electricity budget. So people start there first, and that's where we've started. That may- Well, that makes all the sense
1: in the world. Uh, illumination is one of the biggest Well, I'm from New York City myself, so I can appreciate how much energy gets pumped into just lighting things up. So the more you can uh, do to moderate, control, reduce, increase efficiencies, there's a trickle-down effect that goes through the entire infrastructure.
0: Wouldn't you say, Mike? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not only does it go through the entire infrastructure, but uh, doing this intelligently allows you to have uh, huge savings intelligent means being able to determine how much lighting is used not just on or off but do you set the dimming levels at um, something other than hundred percent and this saves a huge amount of power if you can run the lights at fifty percent well you're going to save half the power and it's not only power um, an- another huge cost that a city has is maintenance and now what most cities do is simply uh, wait for the street lights to fail and then replace them. But with an intelligent system like ours, uh, you can then uh, do predictive maintenance. You can predict in the future when you should maintain the streetlights based on measurements that you take real time from the streetlights.
1: Got it, got it. Well, you know, Mike, that makes all the sense in the world because any good solution is going to have multiple benefits. So you're saving energy, you're saving work hours, you're saving, uh, well, the resources that you're trying to save span everything from labor to electricity to infrastructure costs to materials costs. So it's a win-win situation across the board, I would imagine.
0: But it's a lot more than that. So the world is is working to turn all the cities into smart cities, connected cities, and – The first thing that you need for a smart city is the infrastructure, the infrastructure to connect all these Internet of Things devices, the infrastructure to communicate measurements. Uh, Part of that can be streetlight data, and that gives you the ability, as we just talked about, to control the streetlights, saving millions of dollars in electricity and maintenance costs. But bigger than that, by having the infrastructure in place, you can now communicate data throughout a city. Uh, data on uh, things like power or uh, uh, things like um, traffic, weather. Traffic control, right. All of that can be communicated. You can have sensors throughout the whole city, but the issue is what is the infrastructure to communicate that data? What we do is connect, create a network across power lines connecting the entire city. We use that to control streetlights, but it also becomes a great platform for uh, basic infrastructure for the Internet of Things sensors, communicating data throughout the whole city over these power lines through the streetlights.
1: Well, and, and that makes all the sense in the world, Mike, because I've seen presentations on, well, the products exist today. I remember when they were first starting to do that for smart facilities where the lamps in the buildings, in the rooms, would be also used as sensors and to transmit data. Uh, optically to prepared devices, I could easily see an intelligent streetlight system provide feedback for traffic services, intelligent vehicles, uh, emergency services. The list goes on. I, I, I can't even think of... You could probably have more ideas just having a bunch of people sit around and say, this is what we can do. It's just such an untapped
0: space. Yeah, absolutely. And In a, in a way, it's the same kind of uh, place the world was at 20, 25 years ago before there was an Internet. Uh, and I don't think we we envisioned all the applications and all the possibilities that resulted from having uh, a world of connected computers. We're in the same position now with the power grid, which is um, there are some things we can envision. There are other things that are going to come up that will be uh, really really world-changing based on this connectivity that results from this kind of uh, power line network that we deploy.
1: So now, um, do you have any uh, anecdotes that you can uh, use, something you could tell us give us an example of some of the things you're doing in the space to really move the ball forward?
0: Well, the first thing that we're doing is we're enabling cities to save millions of dollars in maintenance and electricity costs by creating a network over the power lines, and and, um, that's happening in several cities. We we just announced uh, yesterday uh, our our win in Jakarta uh, to control the the lights in um, uh, Jakarta, Indonesia. And large city with many lights, and and this gives the city the ability to save a lot of money in electricity and be able to manage the streetlights that they have. They have a total of 250,000 streetlights in Jakarta. So being able to to control those is a huge priority um, because they can save a lot of money in electricity.
1: Well, And that extends even to a a microgrid like a campus or an industrial facility. The money you save just going to smart lighting within your microgrid, that will pay for the jet.
0: Yeah, it could yeah cer- certainly um with, with cities you know a typical city spends um around five million dollars in electricity costs and um just in in doing this lighting and so if you can if you can control the lights in a way where um you're smarter in in, in how you use them uh you can cut that down by fifty percent, so it's you know, we see we see cities getting a uh, a payback in two three. Uh, years on a lifetime of 20 years for streetlights. So, you know, after year two or year three, they're seeing a savings of of several million dollars every year over the lifetime of these streetlights.
1: Wow, that's great. Now, Mike, um, obviously, since we're talking about uh, municipal infrastructure, it's not like someone can just walk up to your front door, knock on it, and say, yeah, let me have uh, 250,000 lighting controllers in a central controlling device, please. Um, it requires a bit of uh, engineering support and hand-holding. What do you offer uh, the municipality that comes to your door and says, hey, let's do this thing?
0: Well, we typically uh, go to market um, in partnership with streetlight manufacturers. So we would work with the streetlight manufacturers that actually do the deployment of streetlights. And that, that those streetlights then include our connectivity. So for new streetlights, that would be the case. For existing streetlights, these streetlight um value-added resellers, so to speak, um, simply have to add our digital power supply um, into each streetlight. So at the bottom of the streetlight, you open up the little door and you plug in our digital power supply and it becomes an individually IP addressable streetlight. You do that 100,000 times in a city and now you've got a network of streetlights that cover the entire city.
1: And that's the beautiful part, Mike. Just as you're explaining it to me, I'm realizing it's not a huge retrofit to jump the city forward that next generation I mean if it's even if in a legacy device if you could just plug in intelligent power and it's it, it really is um, awe-inspiring to think of the opportunities that exist easily attainable by any manufacturer or lighting manufacturer or municipality that wanted to either upgrade or go forward with it
0: yeah, absolutely. This is this is an add-on, um, an add-on that easily takes a city from having unintelligent, uncontrolled streetlights uh, to a, a network of streetlights throughout the whole city that can be controlled and managed, you know, saving them millions of dollars in maintenance and electricity costs.
1: Excellent. So, hey, Mike, how do people get involved? Let's say I'm a lighting manufacturer and I'm woo trying to woo Kankakee, Illinois or something. Um Who do I approach? How do I get in touch with you guys? What's your website so I can uh, integrate your solution into mine?
0: Yeah, so uh, they can just come to us, and our website is uh, www.gridcom-plc, gridcom-plc, like powerlinecommunications.com, and um, and we can uh, send us a message and uh, contact us, and we'll be happy to work together and uh, make this thing go forward. Excellent,
1: excellent. Um, One thing before I let you go, Mike, is I always let my guests have the last word on my show. So it could be a little bit more about the product, something about the company or the market,
0: or just a tip for our audience, but the floor is yours. Well, one of the biggest problems in the world is is how to bring electricity to uh, a billion emerging middle class without destroying the environment. That's what GRIDCOM enables, and that's why cities are so interested in this, is they want to be able to uh, save energy in a big way by installing our system. So we we help cities save billions of dollars in electricity and maintenance costs simply by creating a network over the power lines.
1: Well, excellent. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for coming to the show because – Well, as we go into this new world of automated smart cities, smart grids, it's good to know that, number one, the technologies are there and available, and number two, that the retrofit is far easier than a lot of people uh, feared and envisioned. So I'm really glad you came on the show to talk about this today.
0: Yep, thank you very much.
1: Oh, the pleasure is mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends, "This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day.